Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I'm your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Jake Weissman and Matt Ingebretson on Absurdity of Existence, Cuteness of Cats, and the Thursday show, Allie's Sentient Booch, Daniel's Continued Crush, Allison's Lift. Should have been called Allison's Poo Lift, but whatever. Uh, how are you, little Rafi? I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> as uh, discussed <laughs> prior to the show, uh, there's been a, quite a major life change. Um, but aside from that, I mean, the same as always, I guess. Other than that, uh, how are you doing, Lisa? Um, Let's see. I can't complain as much as I think you... Uh, should be able to no that as you should as you are no you're not <laughs> what am I even saying god damn it um life sucks right now how's that uh yeah I mean uh. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but at least we have this show we have the the great Allison people that are always supportive and nice and make life better indeed Let's do some shout-outs. Do you have any shout-outs? Just one to Cousin Erica, our newest <laughs> best friend who doesn't even know she's our best friend. Uh, move move aside, Lauren, your old news. Uh, oh. It's all Erica all day. <laughs> oh, that was great. Maybe we should have Erica come to the 150th episode dressed as Lauren. <laughs> Uh, I don't see why we should stop there. Uh, she should just change her name. We should just swap lives completely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we need more Lauren in our life is really what you're trying to say, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, my shout outs are to Jen Stark, Lee Bruns, Todd Campbell, and to you, Lil Rafi, for joining the show last week. It was a lot of people and, uh, I tried to make it sound as good as I could. <laughs> And I appreciate everyone being a part of it because um, I like including other people. I know we don't always get to. So that was fun. I was doing my part to make the show sound as terrible as possible. <laughs> Damn it. You sound much better this week. <laughs> I have to say. Uh, you don't sound like you're at. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Also, I wanted to shout out all the people that sent me birthday wishes on twitter on facebook texting me just it was very very sweet um it it just i don't know it just uh it warmed my heart also yesterday i opened the door the front door and i saw a package out there from one lauren kelly which i could have sworn she already sent me a gift so i thought what in the hell is she doing so i'm gonna open it right now i haven't even opened it yet and it's a birthday gift. Oh, she sent me Tasty Cake Donuts. Some Utz Original Potato Chips. You know I'm saving these for the, the group recording, right? Some Peanut Chews, of course. Uh, Goldenberg's Peanut Chews, a Colonel Jeff favorite, and a Pennsylvania staple. Oh my gosh, there's all, my, all kinds of cool stuff in here. Seems like it could be a cat toy because it's very jingly. 
Oh my god, sorry for all the noise. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. She sent me some homemade item. I think it's a cat toy. And the cat is going to love it. Oh my god, that's amazing. Sorry, I didn't realize this was going to be like chock full here. Oh my god. Aww. She made bath, like bath bombs. Homemade bath bombs. Oh my god, she sent me birch beer. <laughs> have you ever seen this before? I have not. <laughs> this is going to be, I think I'm going to, well, I do want to try it, but it's going to have to go on my shelf. It's called A Treat Birch Beer Draft Style. It's from Pennsylvania Dutch Country. It looks like uh, probably like uh, root beer of some sort, but it's birch beer, so... Uh, can um, I can I break the uh, mysterious? Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, <laughs> as Aww. I am currently uh, communicating with Lauren, <laughs> she just now said uh, that she sent you a birthday package, and some of the things in it were recommended straight from your honey Jeff. She was uh, <laughs> tweeting him that she was putting together a box for someone. And these are some of the items he recommended. Oh, that's even better. Uh, I love the packaging on half of this stuff. But she also made me a, a homemade card, too. It says, best friends to the host with the most. And then it says, fan cast. Happy birthday, Lisa. Love, Lauren K. What a sweet. She's so sweet. God damn it. You need to move here. <laughs> Lauren Kelly. Yes, Erica, yeah, really please nice. come on out. Just move over here and then switch back with your cousin so you can be Lauren again. Yes. And bring some beer because we know <laughs> we know you live in the LBC. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Aw, she's so sweet. Okay. Do you have any call outs, little Rafi? I hate to take the show downhill, but uh call outs. Hum. Hmm. You know, uh, I don't think I do have any today. Okay. Well, I have a call out. And, you know, I know I've shared some of the story of what's going on here in my life. And I realize this is not Allison related, but I, I feel like I really need to vent a little bit. So if you don't want to hear about my neighbor, <laughs> scroll forward about two minutes. Uh, I've shared the story about Trainwreck. He's a fucking piece of shit. I fucking can't stand him. His wife is another piece of shit. She's blaming me. She shamed me for coming forward with his uh, perverted actions and uh, and is telling me that I am taking the neighborhood down and that I'm that I, basically I'm the loser here. And it's it's really fucking getting to me because she, they live right next door and I live in a really great neighborhood of great people and they are bad apples they're pieces of shit and i can't stand it anymore <laughs> uh i don't know these people but i have to agree with everything you're saying <laughs> you have to because i've got a gun held up to your head <laughs> well also i do agree with them that you're bringing that neighborhood down lisa <laughs> with, what with your good with my mexican family jeans living <laughs> yeah they're all she looks a little and tanner than <laughs> 
<laughs> my beehives. I know I am like the monster of the neighborhood because I have a beehive. Oh my god. I just I just needed to vent for a minute because I fucking can't stand them. They're a thorn in my side and it 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 I just can't believe how despicable people can be. And to protect predators is, like, even more despicable, and that's what they are. They're disgusting people. And just because you make your house look like the showroom of a Home Depot kitchen center doesn't mean that you're good people. (laughs) You have the pool, but guess what? I've seen you grinding up on your nieces, and you're disgusting. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Speaking of beehives, uh, (laughs) I just had a great idea uh, Jay, can you Photoshop a beehive hairdo onto <laughs> Lisa Lowry? Because I could see that in my head and I need to see it literally. Oh my god, that would be a Best Friends Fancast t-shirt. <laughs> and all the bees would be different faces of all the fans buzzing around. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I could go off a lot more, but I just needed to at least just... You know... There are going to be people here in March for our 150th episode. I'm super excited for that. And they need to be aware of their surroundings because there's creeps in the neighborhood. (laughs) Also, there might be a lynch mob. uh, So we're all going to join in on that. I don't know if you guys knew that you're getting signed up for that as well. (laughs) I'll start sharpening my pitchfork. You better. (sighs) Anyway, I guess that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So should we talk about Monday? (laughs) all right (laughs) so jake and matt are from the show corporate i have not seen the show it sounds funny and they seem like funny dudes have you seen the show uh i have not and i have been meaning to watch it since jake weissman was on uh i think uh over a year ago um they are they both seem like nice funny people uh I liked them both, and I think I should check out their show now that I'm I'm all caught up on my Netflix crap. I think I should start this now. Yeah, this show actually sounds like it'd be something I would enjoy. Uh, they talked about a little bit about making new friends as adults, and I used to think that maybe that wasn't possible until it became possible, but... A lot of times you kind of like just drag the people from your childhood along with you into adulthood and you don't really want to be friends with them anymore. Uh, That's my own experience. And I kind of like just cut those ties once I started making friends. Because when you're a kid, you're, you're a different person. When you become an adult, it is harder to make friends. I think, especially if you have kids, it's hard to get out and make new friends. But I made a lot of new friends as an adult. And I think, uh, there were people a lot more like me, you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, I mean, you'd be friends with anyone if they had a ping pong table. I'd be <laughs> friends with Stalin if you had a ping pong table. Was it ping pong or was it foosball? I forget. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> this goes back to the last time Jake was on. And I, I like this episode so much that I went back and listened to the Jake Weissman one today. Um, and yeah, it, he was just talking. He, well, on this episode, he talked about how they were too, sh- they're both too shy to actually reach out to each other. <laughs> but uh, on the last uh, episode, last year's episode with Jake, he said, yeah, just email me. 
and I think that's all it is. When when uh, I've had like strangers try to befriend me, but because I'm <laughs> <laughs> was it my uh, neighbor Rick? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, like when people try to befriend you, it's just like they just come over, start talking to you, and then they're like, "Oh, how about I give you my number or whatever?" And it's like such a strange thing to me but that's literally all that it takes that's so true and i don't think i and i'm not one of these people that would just go out on a limb like that but i admire people that are and sometimes i think oh what what do they what do they want from me what's going on but then there are actually just nice people out there surprisingly i mean you look at all the people that we've met through this show they're we all we made new friends as adults and i think that's pretty cool um all my neighbors i made friends with them and if you looked at them you wouldn't think that they would you know they don't look like me i look like adam's family (laughs) in the neighborhood (laughs) but the real horror is next door okay anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my god you know it's hard when you have someone that you hate that's right next door it's just really tough because you have to see them all the time it's part of your life it's part of your existence you can't just ignore them like friends from my childhood i just kind of ghost them like eh this was a friendship that maybe you thought was more than it was and it really wasn't it was kind of like always rooted in some sort of not nothing real you know i don't know but but yeah i enjoyed this episode a lot i liked their friendship together they had this idea of best friends living next door to each other and connecting their houses by a bridge. <laughs> but then it went into this whole other thing with a moat and everything. And it's funny because we've become really close friends with our certain neighbors and mentioned, like we used to always joke about having slides going into each other's yard. <laughs> Which it's funny because we talked about doing a bridge between us and uh, train Rick's house. Cause I would have blown that fucking thing up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but what, uh, I mean, think about like all the best friends fan cast people. Like, if we all had lived on an island or like, like whatever, how much fun it would be. Okay, so this makes me think of a couple of things. First of all, hearing their friendship made me sad that I no longer have a friendship that's like Aww. that. I feel like uh, when when we get together in California and it's the whole Allison crew. Like, we have a a fun vibe going. But I feel like here in Colorado, it's just like, yeah, I have my friends, but we're not, like, we don't have, like, that kind of joyous friendship anymore. Mm-hmm. If Maybe we never did. But uh, there's that. So I was jealous of them. And then also, we, we haven't had um, childish chat in a little bit, but there was an episode where Greg was talking about him and, like, 10 other people or something 10 families or some shit we're gonna like buy this big plot of land and they're all gonna build like cabins and then they're gonna retire there and i i've 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 had this thought ever since i first saw the godfather but he bought all the houses like and made a compound and then you know when one of his kids gets married they get their own house and they all have jobs in the family business. And uh, I was like, that's the dream. Yes. It's like to like buy out a big space and then just your people are around you. Which, I mean, that kind of sounds a little weird when I put it that way. But <laughs> Build that wall. That you like, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> we we want we want people that we like surrounding us and nearby. But what if you, you know, Greg and these people who are doing their little land by, what if it turns out you get a train wreck in the bunch and you don't know until 10 years down the line now I think it has to be like a reality show where it's like um, not Big Brother. <laughs> What's the other one? The Survivor where you're Survivor. like voted off the island. Uh, you have to have but, certain – there has to be certain but, but like, rules to get along. You know, you can't like diddle each other's kids. <laughs> right. But look at your situation. Yes, you're the only one speaking out. Yes. And then there, what if then Train Rick turns it on you and is like – I think you're the troublemaker. Yes. Next thing you know, you're the witch on the stake. And that is kind of what it's feeling like it's happening. And I, it does feel like that where I'm like second guessing myself. Where I'm like, really? I'm just trying to be a good person here. And you guys are not. But you're trying to switch it on me. And yeah, you're right. It could totally backfire. I had this so there, this plan with my, my, my friends where... Before, you know, the TNC group, shout out to... I didn't shout out Brittany, seriously. <laughs> Did you say DNC? No, TNC. Okay. My T- I thought I heard D. Go on. <laughs> My TNC... Is DNC like uh, abortion? No, that's the Democratic National oh. Convention. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's DNT. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my TNC friends, the Tuesday Night Club, uh, it's... We used to get together every Tuesday, and then we started saying, like, we legitimately looked up islands that were for sale. (laughs) Like, hey, that'd be so fun to just all live together, or it would be really cool to live on a cul-de-sac, like, a couple of streets together. But, yeah, like you said, there could, one could go wrong, and then you could think you're doing fine, and then all of a sudden it's turned around on you, where it's like, holy shit. So, yeah, I guess this perfect living like this whole thing with Jake and Matt, they could have this perfect relationship, but what if they each are married to people that hate each other or whatever? And then it puts a rift in the whole like bridge. <laughs> yeah. I think this is just evidence that you should live alone and <laughs> never speak to anyone again. I think you're right. You know, everyone is always jealous. And like when I hear of like, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons when he talks about his idyllic neighborhood and he's friends with all of his neighbors and and of course I brag about ours because I feel like it is it's not common and it's very special and I love being a part of it but then like when something happens like this like it makes me feel like I'm gonna barf every single day it's just like oh and when somebody's like telling you your character is not what it is like you're telling you know what I mean like it just feels very gross (laughs) and icky so, yeah, I'm just going to build a wall and <laughs> it'll be my own compound. I The question is, uh, which side of the wall will you be uh, on, Lisa? <laughs> you know I'll be inside the wall that's, like, not allowed to talk to anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I know I keep bringing it back to myself, but, but this whole friend island thing, like, yeah, it could go wrong, but there should be maybe this understanding that you have to be cool. But then if you're, like you said, it could be turned around on you very easily. So, yep. I'm just going to be, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to be. Solo island, lone wolf island. <laughs> and I'll just talk. To, oh, I know shed island. I'll just be inside my shed talking to everybody <laughs> I'm literally losing my mind, I think. 
Uh, so they also talked about adults and how they speak to each other. And I feel like I've probably proven their point that adults speak to adults. <laughs> adults <laughs> speak to each other in complaints. And that probably is kind of true. What do kids talk to each other as? I don't know. Like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> what's your favorite animal? <laughs> and then you start complaining about each other. You know, it's funny that he said that because it's very true. I don't know if it's adults, but he said, like, in America, we're kind of just, uh, we're, I don't know. This is just the way we communicate. And I, whenever you meet someone who isn't that way, it's strange. Like, but I, I thought it was just because, you know, I'm a negative person or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, and being raised by, you know, emotionally dead people, I oh. guess, uh, where all, all you, the only thing you can, like, communicate with is, like, trying to commiserate in just how awful everything is. And I think it's, it's like, comfortable because it's familiar, but we maybe shouldn't be talking like this all the time because... When it, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, things are not that bad, really. True. Um, and it's kind of a, <laughs> a miracle that we're alive and things are going relatively well. And, um, yeah, but being, like, emotionally open and just communicating that to people, it's, like, seen as a weakness. So that's – I think that's why I uh, just talk about – death <laughs> but i think you're right that there probably needs to be a better balance of it uh because there i know i complain a lot and i know you find people like yourself when you complain because then all of a sudden you have this common ground where they're complaining about the same stuff and you f don't feel like such a loser uh it's funny because when you were saying that i was thinking we do have this other neighbor who i totally love but he doesn't ever complain he never wants to complain about anything. So it's very unsatisfying when you want to go vent because you're like, oh, right. <laughs> he's just like, eh, whatever. Like, he's just like, eh, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Like, that's how his answer, which I I respect, but I have to remember, like, he's not the audience that I'm going to be complaining to. It's like, okay, got it. Like, you don't want to complain about this. And that's cool. But it is unsatisfying sometimes where you're like, I just want you to say something negative about somebody. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I am the master so of puppets, so I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> I'm controlling everybody, including, like, uh, I should just read you her text to me at some point so you can see, like, how far she's going to go to protect uh, her husband, a predator. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now I don't know if I should open this episode with Master of Puppets by Metallica <gasps> or something by R. Kelly. <laughs> you can always end with R. Kelly. Um, so they talked about, they actually asked the question, what is love? And I thought that was funny because it, it was a topic, sombrero topic that came up like three times where Allison was like, yeah, I'm pass. <laughs> but they brought it up uh, just they described what they thought love was and I thought it was an interesting take and then they're talking about raising your kids and how do you teach them love or do you model love and I feel like 
I you model it. You teach through modeling, I would say, but I don't, I don't know if any of that resonated with you or if you just want to talk more about death. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's talk about death for okay. a bit. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal? This part. <laughs> the the thing that Jake said that like really that I really agreed with uh, during this was he said like at the end of the day you just want a friend that you can touch every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that so true. Like, I just clapped. <laughs> that's so true. I was like, yeah, pretty much. Like, um, yeah, like no games, no bullshit. Just like, hey, we're friends and let's touch each other sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it it seems so simple it does. and it's and it's so it's not unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that it can't be that easy. I think it can be. I just think people are matching themselves up with the wrong people, so it's not easy, which in turn makes it complicated. Uh that I forgot that he had said that and that that was so true. It really is. It's like when you boil it down like Maybe, you know, the people that are on their, like, fifth marriage and they finally figured it out. Maybe that's what it is. You just have to go through a lot of, like, bullshit to, like, get it. Yeah. But I like that they are influenced heavily by Seinfeld and how much they love that show. Um, but it must be, first of all, daunting to even try and make a, a TV show nowadays with all the people that are in charge that don't know what the fuck they're doing and somehow I don't know how decent shows are even being made with the people that are running things but also like to live up to Seinfeld like how I would be like yeah I guess we're done Seinfeld's it <laughs> uh, so every now and then Allison mentions uh, when she was working on her pilot or whatever it was um, she says that you know people who knew more about this than she did would like influence her to like, you know, try to do things a certain way. And she should have just stuck to her guns and kind of went with her gut. And it only hit me somewhat recently that Greg Heller is probably who she's talking about because he's like the TV guy and he was the one kind of producing that thing for her. So I wonder one, is it actually Greg Heller I don't want to like, you know, make him the bad guy here. But and if it is, uh, how that affects their friendship, mm. because I think if th the reason you don't do business with like family and friends is because when things go wrong, you you know you're gonna fucking hate each other forever. So I wonder if it was him, how they're dealing with that. Because imagine if he's if she saw him every day, every week on the podcast or whatever, and she's like it's because of you that my show sucked and it didn't get picked up. <laughs> right. Like that would be horrible. Yeah. Huh. It. I mean, I know they were working on stuff together and then we don't hear anything about it anymore. So, you know, what's cool about Allison though? Like the next time we see her, we could just ask her because she's very open when we're just one-on-one -on -one with her in person. That is true. Uh, we have paid for that privilege. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's worth it. By the way, but on the oh, on sorry. the, go ahead. Did she have a Patreon uh, live stream last month? I don't that I'm not remembering. I thought that was the one in Hawaii, but oh, was that November? Oh, maybe that was the beginning of December. 
I always feel yeah, like she remembers yeah. like the last weekend and she's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't either. I just, as uh, December was closing, I thought, I don't remember a live stream, but maybe that's the one. Anyway. Yeah, also, I did not go back and watch it yet, and I don't know if I should. But I didn't either. I don't think I'm missing too much. I, well, there was, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, technical difficulties and then, like, all the other stuff where it's just sort of like, okay, I appreciate it that you're doing this on your trip, but maybe just have your trip. <laughs> so Allison also did the How Dare You segment with Jake and Matt, and I liked these two questions. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the segment. How, what do you think? You know, so far it's gone well. It keeps working for her. Um, I I think the problem with this is what Jake did. He was like he kind of skirted the actual question because mm. she's trying to get some uh, some like dirt on. She asked him who do you hate and he's like hmm oh myself <laughs> and it's like uh i thought for a second there he was gonna be like yeah there's this lady <laughs> named kelly something like i used to work with her but no uh no we just got a kind of a fake answer i feel i like. agree i felt like he was about to start saying something and then he kind of switched gears so who do you hate right now yeah <laughs> Um, you know, actually, I'm fortunate that right now there's not anyone I really hate. There's one guy at work who, when I used to work more directly with this person, I fucking hated him because he's a stupid, lazy piece of shit. And looking at his dumb face annoys me. <laughs> but I don't have to deal with him anymore at work, so I don't really care. Uh, hmm. You know what? The Drake. Hmm. Hate the Drake. <laughs> I love the Drake. <laughs> uh, Nina Hartley, do you hate the Drake or do you love the Drake? Oh, it's on. I can't wait for this Seinfeld trivia. I'm calling. I'm calling her out right now. She needs to be on the show. I want to hear. I want to hear this uh, trivia context. Context. <laughs> oh, I seriously, I have not really had much to drink this month. I drank for my birthday, and I really could use a drink today. <laughs> Guess who I hate, little Ravi. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hmm. Well, we know it's not the, uh, never mind. Uh, I was going to take that in a whole different direction. Uh, who do you hate, Lisa? Obviously, I don't hate lunch. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to make this political, but go on and give oh! us your real answer. It, guess who it is? It's Trainwreck! <laughs> Their last name is Huffman, and my husband calls them now the Enoughmans. <laughs> Oh my god! I uh, when you when you screamed train wreck, I almost choked on my Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're drinking Pepsi? That's hilarious! Is it the one I gave you? <laughs> uh, it is not. But you uh, buy Pepsi on purpose? I'm I calling you out wine. right now. I drink Pepsi. <laughs> I had a ring ding yesterday because I found one in the cabinet, and I've been so good about not eating bad food um, this month. I lost 12 pounds. Pretty excited about that. But then I saw a ring ding in there. And like, ah, I kind of need a ring ding. Gotta love me the Drake. Train Rick. I fucking hate him. I hate him. I, the reason why this is all being re-sparked again is because when we woke up today, my kids don't have school today. So my son's texted me a picture of him across the street talking to our neighbors. And I was like, and pointing at our house and like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, 
Can't wait to go over and talk to them and see what he was talking about because I know he's stirring shit up again. He's trying to do like the little per- whatever. Okay. Anyway, you know when you're a kid, you think adults are so smart. And then when you become an adult and you see all of these people that like how – I don't know how he and his wife or their kids for that matter – uh, I don't know how they live in the world. Like uh, they're kind of stupid and morons, but somehow they get jobs and function in a society where I don't under, they're like these overgrown children. I don't, I don't get it. And adults are dumb. <laughs> uh, that That's true. So what's the worst thing you've ever done? Oh, this is funny because we I've actually asked you guys this. I, th- I, I, I remember talking about I this. I think it before. was with you and Leanne on an episode. Um so and I was thinking about this today. <laughs> um I don't know if this is the worst thing, but for some reason I feel like this one is pretty bad. And I've I've mentioned this before, but I didn't want to talk about it. I like I brought it up but not actually said what it was, I think, on here. Uh Years ago, uh, mm. I was at some stranger's birthday party. Stranger to me. My friends knew who she was. <clears throat> and one of her friends... Well, okay. So, anyway, we're at this birthday party. Me and this person who I no longer speak to uh, were... They had, like, just gigantic bottles of alcohol. Like, uh, I think there were, like, a liter each there was like vodka and tequila and some other shit and so (laughs) we got there kind of early and the mom was like this was like one of those parties where it's like oh it's cool if the kids drink here because you know whatever uh at least they're doing it here and so the mom was like oh help yourselves (laughs) there was like five people at this party at the time like no one was there yet so me and my friend walk over we see this gigantic bottle of vodka and he's like, you want a shot? And I was like, sure. Cut to 30 minutes later, uh-huh. and we finished a liter <gasps> of vodka between the two of us in 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And uh, by this time, you know, people are starting to come on into the party. <laughs> and then, you know, because the vodka's done, they crack open the next bottle, and we're doing shots of that as well. Uh, needless to say, I blacked out, but one thing I do remember (laughs) and I will never forget is there was a, a very attractive girl there. Uh, (laughs) and my friend, uh, (laughs) God damn it. I feel like such a piece of shit. So (laughs) anyway, my friend was like (laughs) making sure I was okay. Attractive girl walks by. (laughs) Oh no. And extremely loudly <laughs> See, so she's like three feet away from me <laughs> i just point straight to her and i yelled i <laughs> i yelled oh fuck i i yelled i want to fuck that bitch <laughs> and uh um <clears throat> can you guess how that went uh, <laughs> n- not well. Um, yeah, so I-, I just feel bad for the fact that I embarrassed her. Uh, you know, embarrassing myself is something I'm uh, pretty accustomed to by now. <laughs> so I don't feel bad about that. But um, yeah, don't drink half a liter of vodka. 
in that 30 is, minutes. Uh, that is or... a good PSA. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the worst thing I've done, but that is one of the things I feel very, very bad about. Were you about able you, to uh, ever apologize? Like how, I don't know if it was Jake or Matt that was saying this one person that that he felt bad about saying calling a bitch <laughs> or whatever when he was like which is so funny and like i feel like that would be something that would happen to me where i'm like dude really <laughs> okay so his story was hilarious to me um it is it sounds like it'd be from uh, like a sitcom like just a little snippet from from some coming of age oh, show <laughs> um I have never apologized to this girl. I I've, I saw her like maybe twice after that. Uh, I would never go up and speak to her now because oh. I am just so ashamed of myself. Uh, and I'm she seems to be doing fine, so she does not need an apology from me. I don't think <laughs> it might be nice though. Mm, I don't think she cares. <laughs> she's still like she's got your name like. In- a list of people that she's going to kill. <laughs> she knows where to find me. <laughs> oh, worst thing I've ever done. I've it's funny because I feel like I live my life pretty good, pretty well as far as like right from wrong, but I definitely had a brief period of time where I justified doing wrong things by I don't know what. I I did a lot of like not great things for like a brief time in my life. Um and luckily, uh, let's see, what's the worst thing? I One thing I always come back to, and I know I shared it on here, is I when, oh man, I really don't like that I did this, but I broke into somebody's house and like trashed it. And, uh, and it was like, then I found out later, like the guy was, was like sick or something. And it was like this whole thing where I just felt very like it wasn't my idea, but I was along for the ride because I was hanging out with people that were like, let's go trash someone's house. Like, um, that wasn't very cool. So I still feel guilty about that. And there's no way you can be like, Hey, I don't know what to say. You know, it was so long ago, but it was like when I was a teenager, I still feel bad about it. I know how you feel. I've also slept with married men. <laughs> why am I laughing? But for some reason, it didn't bother me. I don't know why. I, I, my sister and I had a lot in common where I could just like, I would justify it like, eh, his wife's a piece of shit. So like horrible. That's just totally horrible. Uh, how recently are we talking? <laughs> a long time ago. Before I was married. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, uh, I actually, I should just say it was one, (laughs) my sister, that was her thing, but, uh, I did it once and it was like, uh, I didn't feel great about myself. Now now I get to get married. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Anyway, I don't know why I felt like I needed to share that last one. Why don't I have to piggyback and double down? (laughs) Anything else for Monday? (laughs) Uh, The only thing I'll say is that I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoy the both of them. Um, And I went back and listened to the Jake Weissman episode, which I also enjoyed. So if you're uh, feeling 
uh, frisky, I guess. Go check that one out. <laughs> Why are they married? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Since you mentioned it. Oh, shit. So, Childish, I have, I'm not up to date on, I think, the newest episode, but I've listened to a couple of the uh, other episodes this week, and, or tried to catch up, but one thing I wanted to mention that I thought, two things, actually. The person, Randy Pants, that, that wrote in, was that Randy Lawson? Uh, heck yeah, I think it was. Who else would it be? That's what I'm thinking. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny that she kind of acted like, oh, this uh, Randy Pants says that she likes listening to the show. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Randy Lawson. Uh, Also, uh, how much do you think that they talk about parenting? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's the thing. Uh, That's my main complaint is that this did not need its own feed. This is just them talking about their normal lives. Right. But I'm not complaining because it's more Allison, but they, I feel like it's like 50. It's like they have the majority as parenting, but barely like 50 and a half percent or something. <laughs> you know, I think it didn't really dawn on me until the episode I was listening to yesterday. It, was they were talking a lot about sex and talking a lot about things like that and i thought this felt very heavy like they were just a couple you know chatting and hanging out and and she even mentioned during the show we'll get to parenting at some point and like you said i'm not complaining about it i almost feel like it should be called something else because there's a lot of although they are just childish you know trying to be a parent as when you feel like you are a child still yourself which i feel like that's how i feel all the time and i know that like the things they talk about are kind of immature and fun and silly. And so childish could relate to just being an adult who's still child. But uh, yeah, I didn't find that there was a lot of parenting talk, but maybe that's why a lot of people like it so much. I don't, I don't know, but you're right. It does kind of just, they're just taking, talking about their daily lives and it's fun. You know, I think that would have actually been, a slightly better premise for a podcast is if instead of like childish, we're a parenting podcast, it should have been like, we are barely functioning adults and we're raising children. Yes. That is more like a, more of a blanket over just general life. But when, when they say it's a parenting podcast, I'm expecting a whole different thing. Yes. And I do wonder if, People that are tuning in to to listen to a parenting podcast are like, eh, this isn't what I was hoping. Or if you say it's a parenting podcast, are you scaring people away from listening to it? Who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll check. Let's check in on the numbers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I I have been enjoying it. I I don't think I listened to the newest episode, but it's fun. I like their dynamic together. I, I it's better than when they are on each other's shows for some reason. I don't know if it's because it's like a common ground. So it's not like it's Allison's show. It's not Greg's show. It's like their show. So they are, it's more even, it feels like. Yeah. Although I don't think I'll ever grow to love Greg Fitzsimmons. <laughs> uh, I find him to be, you know, uh, somewhat entertaining. I used to like him a lot more. I still like him. Uh, he his shock value is a, like he's tries to be a little too shock like shock jock type, you know like some of the things he talks about where it's like eh, 
I don't know. But he is a stand-up comic, so there is that kind of different vibe also. Yeah, I was going to say uh, he always just brings up anal for no reason. But then I was like, that's <laughs> kind of like this show. <laughs> All we talk about is anal. Well, I did I did switch gears a little and talk about uh, sleeping with married men. <laughs> We we're gonna open up a whole new audience with that. Uh, God, with that little tidbit. Yeah, that was a real tidbit. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna be having our hundred fiftieth episode, uh, March 9th, tenth, and eleventh. And the reason why I say the eleventh is because it's a Monday, and we're planning on doing the junk show Sunday night. Maybe staying over in LA and doing some LA stuff on Monday. So I don't know if people can join us for that part, but. The recording, I don't know what day we're choosing to do yet because I don't know when you're going to be in town. But uh, we've got a lot of people coming to my house and I'm so excited about it. Uh, well, as you know, I will be there on the 9th because I have to go. Yes. <laughs> I have to. You have to. Uh, I'm going to go to the Peterson Auto Museum uh, to hold my <laughs> candlelight vigil. <laughs> uh, I'm joking about that, by the way. I will be there, but not having a vigil. Um <laughs> So I'll be there whatever day that is, a Friday or something. Saturday, is that what it I is? I think it's Saturday. So I'm thinking we might need to do the recording Saturday night or afternoon. I don't know. Well, I guess we could work out the details off the air, but we do want to share it with people that are going to be, you know, here. Like Becky's going to be here. Paul's going to be here. I think Bruce by Don, Ray, Lil Rafi, Superfan Megan. Did I say Becky already? You know, I think the... Oh, Joanna? We should maybe do it the day of the junk show before we go. That's actually a good idea. But then the people that come down are going to have to go back up. Right. So, so I don't know. I think we'll, what I'll we'll do is I'll start a little group chat just between the people that are going that I know of so far. And anybody that uh, wants to join us, I think Bex mentioned wanting to come and just hit me up we'll do a little uh, private message maybe on twitter or, or somewhere so we can finalize a little details but i'm really excited about it. i can't believe it's almost here this is episode 143 so it's right around the fucking corner and we still haven't done the best friends um book club <laughs> the next book but uh Uh, It'll happen. I know people are really, really can't wait for that. (laughs) All right. Shall we talk about Thursday? Uh, Okay. (laughs) We were her little soft and chewy homemade Canadian vegan ginger cookies sent in by the one and only Lauren Kelly on Patreon. And we got to get some behind behind the scenes details. So why don't you tell us? Why she picked this and what what is the uh, oh my god? <sighs> uh, I'll, I'll just Thank, take, just it take from over, here, Lisa. please. <laughs> I was also curious uh, what makes these cookies uh, Canadian, right? I mean, well, there's no such thing as a Canadian cookie. Cook, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> cookie. They would probably call it a biscuit or something. <laughs> those crazy kooks. <laughs> so, so I had to ask Lauren, uh, what made this carb Canadian, if anything? And she said that Toby made them once and sent them to her and that they were the best cookies ever. So, again, 
not Canadian, just delicious. Well, so Toby got a little love also on that carb. That's pretty cool. I know because when Allison said, oh, what makes him Canadian? Maybe uh, Lawrence in... <laughs> Why did I just say maybe like I was drunk? Um, <laughs> maybe Lauren is in Canada and obviously we know she is not. So I'm glad you got to the bottom of it. Yeah, that's what made me think about it because she's like, maybe she's in Canada. And I was like, she's not. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> I must know. Huh. Ginger biscuits. <laughs> I'm fucking losing my mind. Last week, I don't know how I held it together during our episode, honestly. I don't think I told... I, like, didn't tell you, but I was... I, I'm losing it. Okay. So, speaking of losing it, Allison's uh, roof is leaking, and that's fucking horrible. This whole thing... If you're not on Patreon, then you don't get all of the behind the scenes, but she's posting little things here and there about the roof leaking, and it's been raining. It stopped raining today, but it's been raining here in California just for, you know, about four or five days in a row, which is amazing for me, but I don't have a <laughs> leaky roof. <laughs> so I just can't. I mean, there are certain things like I remember during Thanksgiving, I sent out a thank you to all the things that work in my house and then my refrigerator broke. <laughs> and I was thinking, thank God, like that. I'm thankful I have a roof that doesn't leak, but uh I think, what if it happens? It could happen. By the way, my fridge is still not fixed. So the joys of homeownership is what she titled her little, uh, her writings. What did you think about all of this? Uh, see, that's the problem with living in California because it rains so rarely that they think they can just make roofs <laughs> out of papier-mâché. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm fucking losing my mind. I'm losing it. Um, this, I feel like they went in. This sounds like Money Pit, the movie. Like where you've been sold a lemon and all of these things keep happening. And this sucks. But I feel like an inspector would have seen a problem like this and this sounds shady these guys seem shady from the get-go i don't like any of this uh agreed uh, also i'm just gonna blame ray because uh just because i think that's a good i think that's very good <laughs> he should have known about papier mache i mean come on so the uh marie kondo crush was revisited and I finally now know what she looks like because I, I clicked on it on Netflix. I'm like, okay, now I see who Daniel wants to marry. But uh, I loved that Allie Ward gifted this to a boyfriend because he was he was had a problem with clutter, which I feel like probably not a nice thing to do. But the way that he, he kind of broke up with her or uh, the whole everything that transpired was funny from this. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> so I, you know, I, I could not resist uh, after they talked about it on the show and I had to watch it and I finished all eight episodes in really? like a 12 to 14 hour period. Are you smitten? Um, what was that? Are you smitten? Um, She's not like my type exactly, but uh, she's... <laughs> 
plenty adorable, and I do like the fact that she's very neat and tidy. Um, but I'm curious, what did you think of the show? I actually did not watch it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just looked at her, and I thought, okay. I, 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 uh, let's see. What they were talking about, how someone that is that neat and tidy for other people that maybe like you find there's a lot of loose ends that they're covering up. And that's probably what I would think that there's something really going on, but maybe that's just, I'm dramatic. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. Like you're going to find like a pile of like dead cats and like coffee cups <laughs> in her house. <laughs> well, one thing they did talk about is Jeff said that he, heard that maybe she became this way after a nervous breakdown of some sort and i would love to know more about that yes um and i could picture jeff liking someone like her not daniel true he is in love with um everything from japan and clutterless women (laughs) (laughs) uh probably that as well um Allie giving this book to a boyfriend is what, like she said, yeah, there's probably a problem there if that's the kind of gift you're giving someone. But uh, I think the, I, I don't know. I like getting rid of things. And then as I was watching this, it it was like, it's like watching a food show. Like you start getting hungry. Yeah. You watch some Pinot, you start wanting to do Pinot activities. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start watching Marie Kondo tidy up. Next thing you know, all my clothes are on my bed and I'm rolling socks. <laughs> I think I would. I think I do want to watch it just to kind of get into that mode of getting rid of stuff. I love getting rid of stuff. I get rid of stuff a lot. But I also like my knickknacks and my patty wax. <laughs> I love all my like little nonsense and true. They truly give me joy when I'm like at an antique store or somewhere and I see some like little figurine and like, I feel like I can't live without it. Like I just can't wait to buy it and put it like, I can see it where it's going to go and everything. And, and I am connected to all of my little tchotchkes, but, uh, but I do like getting rid of stuff. That's I, I don't like clutter. It makes me anxious, and so I, I think I would do. I would like to watch the show just to kind of see where where she's at. But I feel like if someone gave me that book, first of all, that'd probably be something like my grandma would give me because she's likes to give you self help books when you're not asking for help. <laughs> where you're like, thanks, I guess. But I think it depends on how you are in your relationship. If I was saying, God, I need to figure out a way to like stop being so, like to take care of my clutter. Like I have an issue. And then someone gave me that book. I'd be like, oh, that's nice. But if you're just being mean and giving the book, it's kind of the way that he threw it away on an Instagram story is hilarious. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Um, I wonder if this was her or is her uh, cookie dough on guy and off again boyfriend guy. But, um, yeah, it's not cool to, you know, give someone a, like, how to lose 50 pounds in 30 days kind of book. And they'll be like, what? Yeah. And did you, do you notice that Colonel Jeff speaks up a lot more when Allie's on? Now that you mention it. I mean, he's like, because there's some episodes where he's just really quiet. And then there's some kind of like middle of the road. But when she's on... He is, like, piping up constantly. But it's possible, uh, to be fair to Jeff, 
Uh, sometimes Allie, I'm assuming because of her availability, she's the only other guest on. So maybe mm. he thinks he has to jump in more. Maybe. But I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. He either. loves her. But I think he's too nice of a guy for her. Because I don't think she's into that. Even though I think she deserves it. But does she know that? I don't think so. We just want what's bad for us, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch churros or something. <laughs> like Pepsi and Ring Dings. Um, so Allison brought up the whole lift, poo, smell situation. And this... I, I, she's the perfect person to be, hey, I'm going to tweet about this because it makes for a funny tweet. But the fact that Lyft followed up is sort of like, I'm so glad she didn't say, yeah, I'm going to get to the bottom of this poo smell. It's like, let's... Let, like, there are certain things you want to put out in the social media to probably get something, but you don't want Lyft follow, you know, following up with you regarding a poo smelling. Like, I feel like she felt bad for the guy and I felt bad for the guy. It's like, it's just a funny tweet. But what do you think? Uh, this was, this was a uh, Lyft overreaching uh, with their yeah. trying to Yeah, what to are they going to do? Helpful. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, they could have like given her like a little bit of money back or something, but that, that's stupid. I mean, they, they let anybody drive these fucking cars nowadays. So you're going to get some creepos every now and then whose cars smell of fecal matter. I do wonder like what kind of poo is she, is she talking about? Like it does it smell like they just like had diarrhea and like maybe they like sharded or something or maybe like they stepped in poo. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. But, or someone mentioned, you know, I had a boyfriend that his breath smelled like poop <laughs> because he ate, all he ate was, uh, cheeseburgers. That's all he would eat. And I could swear I could just smell dead cow coming from his, his mouth, but it smelled Jesus. like poo. But I, <laughs> and that, that smell is ex like what I pictured when she's talking about that. But also, we could always talk about the Seinfeld episode of the BBO. I forgot about that, but yes. So much like Colonel Jeff, every single year, I chase a great New Year's party. And there's never the outcome that I want for there to be. I I always end up having a really fun time, actually, because I luckily, I, like I said before, I hang out with my neighbors a lot. So for New Year's, we're always together, and I don't have to drive anywhere. We can just walk and it's always a lot of fun. It's easy. And this year, of course, train Rick wasn't there. So it was it was even less stressful. It was just like a nice, fun party. But I have like this dream of like having going to this amazing New Year's party. And every single year, I'll like buy a new dress and buy shoes. And when the day comes, I'm like wearing a flannel and just saying, fuck it and walking across the street. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, New Year's celebrations are more for couples because of the kiss at midnight. But at the mm. same time, I dream of going to a, like, New Year's Eve ball and yes! being dressed in my tuxedo. But apparently women nowadays, they don't have evening gowns. They don't have, like, formal wear anymore. It's like, what's up with these broads, you know? <laughs> Um, well, I didn't realize <laughs> you wanted to be that dramatic, but I, there have been a few, like, there are a few places that I know have these big New Year's parties, and 
one day, like I want to go to these. Now that my kids are older, they really like to be around me on New Year's Eve where before I used to be able to go out and do stuff where now it's important for them to be a part of New Year's and all that. But uh, I used to go to the Elks Lodge (laughs) because they would have like these different themed nights and it was fun, but it wasn't like what I want. Like I want to go to the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel or go to Catalina or there's this other, there's another place that, oh, uh, Clifton's had some big New Year's thing this year. And I thought, oh my God, I want to get like all dressed up and have like this super fancy old Hollywood (laughs) New Year's party. So maybe, maybe if I keep chasing it and Jeff keeps chasing it, we'll end up at the same party one day. Oh, I I thought what you were, I thought what you were going to say was that next year me and you should put on a New Year's party so we can finally get dressed up. Let's do that. Can we please? Okay. You know what we have to do though? Because next year it's going to be on a Wednesday, which is like a total dud day. So we have to wait for it to be on a Friday, right? Or Saturday? Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So we have years to plan for this. Everyone <laughs> put it in your calendars. It'll, it'll be like, uh, like the pneumanium. We'll just, yes. be, we'll print the, uh, invites right now. Okay. And I'm going to store some balloons and folding chairs and ice at your place. Is that cool? <laughs> of course. Uh, no, I think we should do that. We need to figure out when, like, one of our episodes will be, and we'll do, like, some other group recording, but it could be, like, a New Year's one. And we can throw the party that we're all, you know, the party. You know, it sounds like we should all just move to a central location, maybe on a single plot of land, and build our own cabins and have slides and bridges connecting us. It's not the worst idea in the world because why not? I mean, life is short. Why not spend time with the people you want to be around? Why waste time being around people you hate? (laughs) That seems to be all I do. Uh, Anyway, so Allie was talking about her kombucha and her sentient being. And I think that the whole story of that is funny the fact that she wants to grow it and make her own kombucha and now she's scared of it and like it's going to become its own thing. And I think that's a real good modern horror movie <laughs> is the kombucha. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Kombucha is pretty funny, but I would be scared of it as well because it does become its own thing. And I've always wanted to make my own kombucha, but I would be scared of it as well. Uh, I've never had it. Uh, I don't even want to have it from like a reputable kombucha maker. So... Yeah, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I drink one every single day. I have to say it does not smell like ball sacks. And I do think it's funny that she is well-versed in the ball sack smell. <laughs> Who was it that said um, when you have you accidentally get dicks in your mouth and you're like, I wish I didn't have it or whatever? <laughs> Nikki Glacier? Uh, Unwanted dicks? Yes. It's something like that. And that's kind of what Ali was saying. We were like, where do I find myself here? But the smell of Balsack is very identifiable. <laughs> and so uh, that is uh, not a great smell for your house and for a drink. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I walk into someone's house. It smells like Balsack in here. Speak for yourself, Lisa. Um... Okay, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Um, I also feel like um, adults who have funerals for bugs, 
for their com- their kombucha. Uh, they don't have kids because I miss having this kind of time to have a fucking funeral for a praying mantis. Like seriously, <laughs> I miss that kind of freedom in my life. Yeah, it's. I think it's somewhat commendable though. She's not adding any, uh, you know, people to the earth that's already overpopulated, but. Uh, yeah, the frivolity of her life is something I cannot relate to. I wish I, I, I don't have kids, but I, I, I don't think I. You probably don't have time live for the same lifestyle as she does. <laughs> I just uh, I, the more she talked about, it, I thought, okay, she has she had a funeral for her bug. I'm like, okay, that's that's sounds like somebody that's in their late 30s, early 40s that doesn't have kids would be talking about because I would be probably I'd be like, ah. I just did this like I'm a fairy or something. I don't know what I'm even fucking talking about right now. But um, yeah, I just thought then the more that went into it, I didn't realize there were guests that it was at an actual funeral. And then I thought, oh, boy, it's must be nice. Um, but you know what? I chose to have kids. So. <laughs> jokes on you, Lisa. Yeah, it is. So, push present, El Paso, it's gross. Uh, it, the whole thing. Nope. Do you have anything else from okay. Thursday? <laughs> um, Nothing else. All right. Let's talk about our favorite JMO. Speaking of having kids, uh, I wanted to bring up Bex's JMO about kids where she sees... I, I forgot how, how it was worded. Do you remember? She sees kids and she pictures that they're going to be an asshole to you one day. Something like that. And I totally agree. I think about whenever I see like even like the other way around, if I see like a serial killer or something, I'm like, oh, they started off as like a kid. They were just like a little baby one time and like their parents like really fuck things up or they were just born defected (laughs) because why would you want to kill a bunch of people? But um yeah, I think I have those same sort of thoughts. I know I shared with you off the recording one of my other thoughts that I'm not going to share, but I do have other like gross thoughts about uh, <laughs> why am I talking still? Did you pick a JMO? Um, I did. And taking a cue from Superfan Megan, I had it queued up. Uh, let's hope this works. JMO, not less. Mm. Confused why gifted has become a thing, as in she gifted me this sweater. What was wrong with Gabe? I remember the first time um, someone offered to gift me something, I was confused by it. But he just meant I'll give it to you. The reason I chose that JMO is because after she read the person's name, she went, oh. <laughs> like, like uh, that's not clever. You think it's clever, but you're an idiot is <laughs> is what that little sigh conveyed. And uh, uh, I don't even remember what the JMO was. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that person is probably hiding under a rock because they hate their life right now. <laughs> the person that says that they're going to gift you something can can go suck a dick and smell some kombucha ball sack. <laughs> Because that, how like high and mighty, like you're gifting me something, unless it's like a million dollars, you're not gifting me anything. You're just giving me something. And I don't hear anybody talking like that. Yeah. Don't gift someone anything, but you can re-gift, say a (laughs) label maker. You can re-gift, you (laughs) de-gift. 
Oh, God. I guess that's a good place to end it. Sorry, it sounds like someone's trying to break into my shed. I'm... It's probably just the cat. Uh, yeah, let's end it on Seinfeld and regifting. I regift you this episode, Lil Rafi. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> I have to say, you know, our drunk episode, I will <laughs> always go back and see what people are listening to, um, to see who's listening to what. And only 30 people listened to that episode, probably because we scared them away from it. And I found it to be one of our most fun episodes. So if anybody's looking for something to do and you're out of podcasts, go back and listen to that episode because it was uh, fun. Maybe it's just fun for me because I was there. Yeah, I was going to say it's fun for us, maybe <laughs> not so much for anyone else. Okay, maybe don't don't listen to it. Um, yeah, if, if you would like to be on this show... I'm talking to you, Nina Hartley. Uh, email bfancast at gmail.com. Just kidding. Anybody. Everybody. Follow the show on Twitter at bfancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. Where the fuck can we find you, little Rafi? Do not bother. But actually, you know what? Let me change that. You can find me January 22nd. Jay Inslee is going to have a live tweet for Jenikin... <laughs> Jenna Kim Jones on the Random Act Season 4 premiere, 9 p.m. Eastern. So if I'm awake at that time, you can see me joining in on whatever uh, this show is about. Uh, I don't know where I'll be able to watch this, but I look forward to tweeting with you people. Oh, that sounds like fun. You need to do another live tweet, by the way. I, maybe we could do it at the 150th episode while we do our Laverne and Shirley Yes, I've been wanting to, but this also kind of goes against my getting off of social media thing. Like, I haven't tweeted since January, God knows what, uh, maybe. I, I don't even remember. But yeah, delete Twitter. Delete everything. Delete your lives. Little Rafi's getting off. BFFs, you're the best. Thank you and good night. My mind's telling me no. But my body... My body's telling me yes, baby, I don't want to hurt nobody, but there is something that I must
can't let 